Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, October 12, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Basically, it's much of the same stuff. Let's go over exactly what is and has been and what is going to be on the docket. So today we had the doctored Fed minutes, as we call them. A release at 2 p.m., the market did the whipsaw thing, a little bit of a rodeo type of situation, and then she centered around, and there's a reason or a method to the madness, a reason for that 357.75. You're going to see it become more clear as the video goes on, but she centered around there for the most part all day long until the end of the day when she gave it up. Now, where are we? Well, it's pretty obvious. She's teetering around the lows. We have an unfinished head and shoulders pattern significantly lower. What the market is doing right now, and this is more of a philosophical view, the market is looking for an excuse to take the next leg down. Now, can it have a bounce first? Yes. Am I still looking for a bounce first? Yeah, I am. But as the week goes on, it becomes more bleak and more bleak when they can't bounce up first. Any bounce would be just that. It's a bounce in a downtrend. The trend is your friend until she puts your stuff in a basement locker. Here's the weekly chart. This is what we call teetering. This is what we call waiting for the spark, the excuse, the reason to go lower, to take the next leg lower. Theoretically, the next leg lower should take us pretty close to, if not right to, 350. That's the big picture when you look at the weekly chart. There's stuff in between. There's intraday stuff in between. What could be on the docket for that excuse? Well, tomorrow we have another Kabuki Theater type situation with the release of the CPI. This morning we had the PPI. In fact, the market was trying to rally in the pre-market. The futures were. I made a post about it. Then they released the PPI. The market opened the trap door, fell back to the flat line, and they went in a narrow range for the most part all day long. First, we're waiting on the doctored Fed minutes, and then now we're waiting on the Kabuki Theater slash CPI situation release. If I'm not mistaken, I believe the last several CPI releases casted the market in the lower direction. Of note, I'd put it on a sticky. Switch gears for a second. How important is a pivot. Well, if you can identify the pivot, it's the place where A, the market finds a magnetic reason to be there. It's drawn there like a magnet draws in a piece of lead. So how do you use it? Well, if price is above the pivot, it's the bull case from a short-term perspective, and we look to see what's above, what would the market trying to be accomplishing on the upside, what's the next upside target and why, and as long as she's above the pivot, They're working toward that upside objective. Below the pivot, the same thing happens. It's just the mirror image. At the end of the day, there's nothing a trader can do with that. They just gave it up right into the close. This kind of activity in a narrow range all day long around a specific number is really the computer programs going back and forth. The algorithms, if you will. I don't know that for a fact. It just appears that way and I'm running with it. I've got an interesting thing to show you as it relates to the calculator I showed you last night. 
What I want to do over time, in a short period of time, is get you familiar with how to use it, what it could be used for, and some of the results. If I show you one thing, it's not really doing it justice. I have to show you a series of different things over a few different days so you can gain an appreciation for what that thing is. I'll get back to that later. First, let's go over to inside the numbers. Now, what you're gonna see here is, yes, there was an early trade opportunity. B, we know that the market traded in a narrow range all day long, and that's not really the ideal situation for traders. And C, there's a lot of stuff in here today regardless. There was a lot of learning opportunities, teaching opportunities with visuals. Pay attention, there's a lot of stuff in here today. And by the way, this is stuff that you can take with you to future days. These are learning opportunities. Pay attention. I'm not gonna read everything to you here. The early thoughts, basically it's the setup for the day. We've got numbers. We know 357 is our bear pivot. That is an important place. As is 360, which they were trying to recapture in the pre-market before the trapdoor opened after PPI. But keep in mind, 357, that's gonna come into play a little bit later. We're not gonna circle back to stocks on the move. There were nothing on the board today that hit its objective, its entry objective. So we had no opportunities with stocks on the move. But the good news is here. Earnings season is getting kicked off. There's actually a nice little list going tomorrow on Thursday and then all the way into next week and for the next several weeks and beyond, we're gonna get what's called in trading parlots a trading or earnings season bonanza. Here's one of those pictures I was talking about. So nine o'clock, I see something, I've seen it all night long. So I wanted to post this image. It's the futures chart. It's an hourly futures chart with the overnight activity. And what it was showing is a bearish wedgish pattern. They're running a test, they're running up, grinding up to run a test near the high of that breakdown candle. And traditionally, you're gonna get a release of energy in the southern direction. So that's the first thing that I wanted to put in traders' mind this morning. Now, here's the same futures chart after the fact. So here is the candle, the big breakdown candle, and then here's that move up or grind up towards the high of the breakdown candle. So they got pretty close. They got enough to where they got in shooting distance of the high, and now they're coming back down. They didn't come back down in rapid fashion other than this Kabuki candle, and this is the one from the PPI release at 8.30 a.m., Eastern Standard Time. But as you can see, what I drew out this morning was something like this. However, it was in red. I went like that, I went like that, and then I went like that. So it, instead, it just went like that. It kind of dripped lower in a sliding type of fashion or situation. Let's move along, see what else we have of value. So when they moved in the pre-market, we shifted along with it, 918. So we've shifted to the 357 place as our pivot, staying above, and the bulls have a chance to stage a rally and start to climb the big breakdown candle from yesterday. We'll get to that later when we go back to the charts. Staying above yesterday's close opens the door to start climbing. So yesterday's close was 357.76. Keep that in mind, remember that line on the chart, it was at 357.75, that's the same thing, I rounded down. So we knew that if they stayed above that, they have the ability to start climbing. Opening below that, or getting below that for that matter, opens the door for 357, which isn't that far away. 
but 357 was important. The other number's important too. They're both important for different reasons. You have to know your numbers. Let's move along, see what else we have. 923, before the opening bell, is 357 a buy? If it's going to be our bull bear pivot, then the question is, is it a buy? Are they going to bounce off of it? Maybe they spike through, maybe they come up short like they do all the time. We don't know which one it's going to be, but is it a buy is the question. Market's in a downtrend. They're close to the lows. It's for the aggressive trader. They could easily visit yesterday's lows after the opening bell. We know that. Trading is a series of probabilities, management of risk, allocation of proper capital. It's a recipe for the each individual trader to decide. It would be a scalp trade for a bounce. Not my cup of tea this morning, but it can be for some. Again, there's something for everybody. Just because I don't want the trade doesn't mean it's not going to work and others don't want it or do want it. Which one is it? They do. 935. Any trader buying 357 and the spike got the bounce and the never know trailer. Jordan and the live room had it. He was stepping in. He told everybody he was stepping in. So it was a nice trade around the horn for those traders that took it. Let's look at the chart. Let's get our faculties. Right at the vertical is today's activity. The opening print was at 358.17. They came immediately down, spiked right through 357, immediately turned right around and went on a rocket ride back up in the other direction. Just minutes later, the high was 359.82. Remember, we were talking about 360 earlier, and you'll see 360 later as well. 357 was important. They came back for another test, bounced off of it. They hung around the pivot, which was 75 cents higher. And then they gave up the whole thing into the end of the day. 357 was the buy for the aggressive trader. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. The commentary is here. The intraday tour guide information is here, but there's also some other stuff that I want to show you. So we had a couple of other pictures that I decided to post up. So about a quarter to 11, here it goes. Hourly chart visual. They're either going to climb up, meaning up the big breakdown candle high. Remember, we talked about that. That's the one from yesterday, using more time, or they're already breaking down. This pattern will take the market below yesterday's lows if it plays out. So maybe they're doing that into the end of the day, but this was earlier today. This was early this morning. Still above the pivot, and she has a chance on the bull side. That's the hourly or longer intraday viewpoint. But could they still do this and keep the bearish wedge in place, which is, here's a 10-minute chart, and I'm showing you something different where they make that higher-low scenario and they run higher up one more time to run a test of the breakdown candle high. I told you there's learning opportunities in here each and every day. You take this stuff forward with you. It's a compounding situation. And here's the hourly chart for the same look. Big breakdown candle high. They tried to get up a little bit. At midday, the high was 359.80. Remember, 360, and I thought they could spike 360, but they didn't. That was essentially the magnetic thing up north. And here's the 10-minute chart, and what they were doing here was they were running up, a pullback, and then another run-up, but they couldn't really get going all the way up again, or at least they couldn't sustain the move up. 
read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Now I want to do one more thing. We're going to do a two minute drill on the calculator. For this episode of Inside the Calculator, what we're going to do is take a look at Apple. And instead of working from top down, we're going to work from bottom up. Here is the calculator once again. Doesn't look like much, but it's all about the numbers. We're going to use this pivot high in Apple, 176.15. We put it in the pivot high column. We hit calculate. And now we're going to pick the number that's closest to wherever they made the recent low. Going back to Apple, we see the recent low is around 137 and change. So we're going to put in some numbers from 138 above. Take a snapshot of that. Back on the chart, I've put some lines on it. Here's the pivot high, 176.15. It was on the 17th of August. Now let's just scroll all the way to the right, and then we're going to work backwards from the recent low. As you can see, the numbers certainly are evident that there is mathematics involved in the market. We don't use the numbers by themselves. We use them with other things on the chart. But as you can see, look at the lowest one, 138.58. So they didn't stop on a dime, but certainly there was something in that general area that told the market to, hey, wait a minute, this is an important spot. We're either going to stop going down and go sideways for a while, maybe go back and forth near this number, or we're going to bounce off of it. The same routine happened, only they came up short of it. Over here with the 144.53, you can see the low is slightly higher, but there's something to that. And by the way, where did they bounce back to? How about a high of 150.64? Here's our number, 150.61. Let's scroll to the left over here and see what we have as the market came down. Well, here's another one, 159.89. And the big picture is they were headed for a different destination, but you can see at least at a minimum of an intraday basis, they certainly thought that number warranted support. 163.13 was another one on the board. They gapped below it, but you can see what happened. They tried to fight back over it and then gap below all kinds of stuff later on. Again, these numbers are taken in context with other things on the chart. Case in point, back to the daily chart. So let's focus on 150.61. We used the pivot high and all we did was use a calculator with a formula. Now, when you look to the left, did the market know at the time, or should I say, did the calculator know at the time that it was coming back down to retest an area that it had broken out from? And case in point, here's an area that the market found important, had a quick sell-off, broke out above, came back for a quick back test, and then broke out again. So that is, by definition, an area that the market broke out from. But here's the thing. The calculator didn't know that that stuff before the high was made existed. How about the next one up, 156.80? There was a gap right above. Did the calculator know there was a gap? Absolutely not. How about a different case, the 138.58? So we know somewhere down there was important. What else do we have down there? How about a breakup candle low? 136.93, what was the low? 137.69, you could certainly make a case that they were coming back down to that general zone. There could be something else on another chart. The weekly chart, about a weekly candle breakup candle low. So they came down to run a test of the weekly chart breakup candle low when in the vicinity, 
happened to coincide with one of the numbers out of the calculator, and just by chance, the market stopped and went back up for a while. Funny how that works. Now we'll take a look around the horn on Camp IWM. Do we see any new information? The answer is not really. Same story as yesterday. They're in a different position from the SPY. We have to look at these every day in order to maintain our role as the umpire. We must understand what each chart is doing each and every day. That's why I go over them every day. They're important to me and they should be important to you if they're important to me, if you're learning from me. So they didn't do anything. They're in a different position. They're not retesting or testing the most recent lows. I just find that interesting, but we're moving along. Probably get some movement around the CPI Kabuki situation Thursday morning. QQQ, the Q people, same routine. They didn't do anything today. Narrow range, inside day. What's an inside day? An inside day is where the high of today and the low of today are inside of the high and the low from yesterday, hence the inside day. An inside day is another way of expressing that the market has indecision and it's waiting on something. What are they waiting on? Some kind of CPI kabuki? Something else? Is there a phony jobs number coming? Is there a Fed meeting coming? What are they waiting on? Whatever it is, that could be the excuse. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Here we go again. It's not in the same position, even more so than the last chart, which was the IWM. This is my second favorite market leading indicator, but you know what? It's my A number one canary in the coal mine. I don't care what anybody says. This is not a bearish pattern necessarily. This is below moving averages. That's bearish. The weekly chart is fighting the 200 week moving average. What if, and this is a big what if, they already tried one time and they couldn't, but what if, what if they could break into this breakdown candle high and start climbing it a little bit to backtest or retest the 20 week moving average? Is that possible? Yes, it's possible. Why wouldn't it be? Think about this for a moment. Let's just say for argument's sake, I know it's not, but just go with me on this. Let's just say this was a trend line. Well, then what prevents the market from doing this and running another test of the same trend line? So there's a lot of things that go on when you look at different charts. Now, I'm not saying that's a thing going on on the weekly transport chart. I'm saying it's close, but I'm also saying there are reasons that the market can come up with, and they don't need a reason, that it can rally in a downtrend, bounce in a downtrend. They happen all the time. How about the XLF, the financials? Not so good. Retesting the lows, they're teetering also. There's absolutely nothing bullish on this chart. It's screaming for lower prices. Again, don't be surprised at a bounce within the downtrend. But any bounce is just that. It's a bounce in a downtrend. This is making a bearish pattern along the 200-week moving average, which is the last moving average line of defense, if you will. And the next spot down after a way station at 29 is really 27. Put that on a sticky note. They will get to 27. It's just a matter of when and how. But the XLF has an appointment scheduled with 27. We'll stay on the weekly for this one, Smash Mouth. Just a terrible situation from a chart perspective. If you're a bull, the monthly close will be extremely important. Are they going to give up this Big time monthly breakup candle low, 174.61. We'll see. They're in the process 
of running a test. Not surprising you have the same breakup candle low on the weekly chart, same number we put a line in the chart, we're going to see what happens by the end of the week. There's a little bit of unfinished business down below, but it's going to be important to see where they close the week and then certainly where they close the month, which there's a couple of weeks left of October, where they close above or below that monthly breakup candle. Interesting, interesting stuff. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.